Welcome to First Mover, your earliest look at the DFS slate for the upcoming week. That's right, I'm here. It's Monday, and we're talking about week three. I'm Dario Ofstein, the Director of Analytics for Player Profiler, and this show is brought to you by Sleeper. We will actually be talking about a great promo you can get with Sleeper, as well as Underdog. Underdog is a great best ball platform, and they are a great sponsor of the show. So Underdog, Sleeper, big shout out. And we're going to be talking all about the early DFS slate for week three. But first, I just want to highlight a couple of some hits and misses from week two. I think that, you know, I like to think I hold myself accountable and I'm always trying to improve my process here. So I just want to talk about a couple of the moves from from week two that I thought we were on pretty early and then a couple of misses as well. Biggest hit um, is definitely the value wide receivers that I talked about in week two for especially I think I listed them all on DraftKings prices, but Michael Thomas hit, got another touchdown. Rashad Bateman had a big play and led all wide receivers in targets for the Ravens. I think he had seven targets and the rest of the receivers combined had seven targets. Curtis Samuel, another call that led his team in targets. Jacoby Myers did the same. Greg Dortch didn't get quite as many targets as he saw in week one, but he found some pay dirt and he was still out there. So that was a great play at 3,500 on DraftKings. And then Jahan Dotson once again found the end zone. He's got three touchdowns in two games as a rookie. Um, pretty good for a first rounder. That's a something I'm taking note of is the value wide receivers last week all came through for us. One miss from last week was stacking the Broncos. I know at the time that I recorded, we hadn't seen them play yet. And I was optimistic that they would perform well in week one and have us excited for week two. They laid a dud in week one and couldn't get anything going offensively in week two either. They settled for three field goals. How much of that is on the play calling and the coaching and how much of that is on Russ? Hard to say, but clearly that offense is in a rut. And then another hit that we had last week is on the Friday podcast with Matt and Eric. We talked about how the Ravens-Dolphins game, even though it had a pretty low over-under, I think it was about 44 and a half, had pretty sneaky shootout potential with the Ravens corners being pretty banged up. And then we saw that exactly happen. We did underestimate Tua, did not see him throwing two touchdowns to Waddle and Tyreek each, and then six touchdowns total. But I was happy to be on that game when a lot of people were fading the game altogether. And then another interesting miss from week two was just like overly reading into the volume we saw in week one. I mean, Chase Edmonds in week one looked like a good process, bad outcome play. In week two, he turned out to get usurped by Raheem Mostert. They pretty much split snaps evenly. And then Mostert saw more carries. And then Rex Burkhead, of course, um, falling back to second in the pecking order behind Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce had 15 carries yesterday. Rex Burkhead, not a single one. So interesting to look back, think about these hits and misses and think about how we can do better moving forward. And with that, I just want to get right into the week three games. We've got a full 13 game main slate, no doubleheader this week on Monday Night Football. So we've got a lot of exciting matchups and a lot of good quarterbacks to stack. So let's get into it. You've got the Ravens playing at the Patriots. Ravens are going to be favored by three and over under is 44. Um, the Panthers are hosting the Saints. The Saints are favored by two and a half and the over under there is 41. 
The Texans are playing at the Bears. The Bears are favored by three, and the over-under is the lowest on the slate at 38. The Bengals are playing at the Jets, and the Bengals are four-and-a-half-point road favorites, and the over-under there is 43-and-a-half. The Raiders are playing at the Titans. You've got the Titans favored by one, and the over-under there is 45-and-a-half. The Jaguars are playing at the Chargers, with the Chargers favored by seven and an over-under of 47-and-a-half. Packers are playing at the Buccaneers. That's right, Brady versus Rodgers, and the Buccaneers are favored by three, over-under of 45-and-a-half. The Falcons are playing at the Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by one-and-a-half, over-under of 42-and-a-half. And now, for last, I've saved the five games with the highest total, and plenty of exciting fireworks to come, hopefully. The Chiefs are playing at the Colts. The Chiefs are six and a half point road favorites with an over-under of 49 and a half. The Lions are playing at the Vikings. The Vikings are favored by seven, and the over-under is 53. That one opened at 51 and a half last night. So already seeing some upward action on the Lions. Vikings. Lions, of course, have hit the over in both their games so far this year by a pretty significant margin. The Eagles are playing at the Commanders. Eagles are favored by four with an over-under of 50 and a half. The Bills are playing at the Dolphins with the Bills favored by four and a half and an over-under of 51 and a half. And then the Rams are playing at the Cardinals. Rams are favored by four and a half, over-under of 51. So that's that's our slate for Sunday. We've got many of the good quarterbacks. I mean, all top six of the redraft ADP quarterbacks. We've got Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, all on this slate. And so that'll be very interesting. We've got a lot of potential stacks. And then before I get into the salaries, I just want to hit on a few injuries that we'll be monitoring going into this week that have the potential to, you know, change how we are going to be looking at this slate um, strategically. So obviously it's Monday and we don't have any injury reports for week three yet. So I just want to float this out there so people know whose injury reports to be tracking james connor left yesterday's game with an ankle injury justin herbert of course took a big hit to the ribs on thursday night jerry judy left yesterday's game with a shoulder injury and then some guys who we're hoping to see on the mend um, but we'll you know be monitoring for sure is rondale moore with his hamstring injury chris godwin with also a hamstring injury and julio jones with a knee injury george kittle's knee keenan allen hamstring injury J.K. Dobbins' knee injury. It sounds like he's close. He gave that interview where he was talking about just how much damage his knee sustained last year. So, you know, wishing him the best. Hope to see J.K. Dobbins back out on the field. Gabe Davis's ankle injury. We still don't know whether he's going to play tonight. Sounds like he picked up the injury during the week last week. Alvin Kamara's ribs held him out yesterday. So hopefully we'll see him back. And then Michael Pittman Jr.'s quad injury was one that also popped up on the injury report as a bit of a surprise last week, and then he ended up sitting out yesterday. So we hope to see Pittman back. And that just about covers the injuries that I'm going to be monitoring this week as we look at projections, as we look at how they might affect just all-around volume and potential values shifting around. And then also today, the news came out that Mike Evans is suspended for a game um, after you know getting in that fight with Marshawn Lattimore yesterday. So you know he's he's appealing the suspension we have yet to see whether that appeal will go th- will succeed but as for now we're going to work on the assumption that he's not playing on Sunday so with that we know the games we know the injuries 
and let's talk about the salaries. The reason that we're all here. DraftKings over at quarterback. We've got the six elite quarterbacks. Josh Allen is 8,200. Lamar Jackson is 8,000. Patrick Mahomes, 7,900. Jalen Hurts, 7,600. Justin Herbert, 7,400. And Kyler Murray is 7,300. Obviously with Herbert, you know, the injury is a big factor. Lamar Jackson is coming off a huge game. And we have yet to see Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen play their week two games. But these are all guys that are elite fantasy options. And most of them find themselves in very favorable games this week. Josh Allen, his game against the Dolphins has a high over-under. Jalen Hurts against the Commanders has a pretty high over-under. And then Kyler Murray against the Rams is in a very favorable spot. So we've got some potential shootouts there for the elite quarterbacks. The values at quarterback on DraftKings, Tua Tagovailoa, 6,100. He's coming off a huge game. And now we've seen a two-week sample of the Dolphins being absolutely ready and willing to throw the ball with him. So hopefully we'll see more of that. And Kirk Cousins is 6,700, which I realize is not that much cheaper than Kyler Murray, but he looked really good in week one. We'll see how he looks tonight. And Kevin O'Connell, you know, his offense could potentially be bringing out the best in Kirk Cousins. And we saw Matthew Stafford take the Rams to the Super Bowl last year. I don't know if we can say that Kirk Cousins is quite as good as Matthew Stafford is, but we know he'll be throwing to Justin Jefferson. And the main takeaway here, I think, is you really want to be playing one of, one of these elite quarterbacks in most of your lineups. Like you've got a whole array of options, a few favorable game scripts for them. And I think I'll be leaning pretty heavily on these elite quarterbacks in week three. Now over to running back. Jonathan Taylor is 9,000. Christian McCaffrey is 8,800. Derek Henry is 8,100. Austin Eckler is 8,000. And Dalvin Cook is 7,900. Those are sort of the high-end elite guys. And there's kind of a bit of a step down to the guys between 6,500 and 7,000, who I think are also pretty close to elite. But I guess they're, they're priced as slightly below that. Um, is Joe Mixon at 7,600, Aaron Jones at 7,400, DeAndre Swift at 7,200, Alvin Kamara at 7,000, and Leonard Fournette at 6,500. Seems to be a pretty good value among these elites because we know that he's been seeing absolutely dominating the touches out of the um, Buccaneers backfield. I think he's outtouched Rashad White like, you know, 20 to 3 or something like that in, in both the game so far so it's a pretty significant edge he's got in what we know to be an elite offense and it'll be interesting to see you know tom brady's got almost no one to throw to so um leonard fournette could potentially be a nice value among the elite backs this week and then a little bit deeper values at running back devin singletary is 5600 we have yet to see his usage tonight but the usage uh, in week one was pretty encouraging Miles Sanders, 5,500, another guy whose week one usage was encouraging, and we have yet to see him play as week two. Raheem Mostert is 4,500, which I think is is an interesting value because we, we've we been on Chase Edmonds, and I was on Chase Edmonds, and the usage, like I said earlier, for Chase Edmonds was very strong in week one, but Raheem Mostert made him his presence known in week two, so we could, I think he's definitely in play at 4,500 for week three. And then another running back I like who's priced at 4,500 this week is Jarek McKinnon. He's outsnapped Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in both games. He had a higher snap share week one, higher snap share week two, and CEH has just been finding the end zone. But I think that we, we know that receptions are worth more 
in these PPR formats on DraftKings. And Jarek McKinnon has been the passing down back for the Chiefs. So I think that's encouraging. And it's only a matter of time before he starts um, performing. I think CEH will come down to his level and he'll bounce up toward CEH's level. So Jarek McKinnon 4,500 is definitely a value. Now over to the wide receivers. We have a kind of an elite cluster here, followed by another sub-elite tier, if you will. Um, so it's Cooper Cup at 9,900. Justin Jefferson, 9,300. Devontae Adams, 8,400. Jamar Chase, 8,100. Stefan Diggs, 7,700. And Tyreek Hill, 7,600. I was having a hard time deciding whether or not to consider A.J. Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown part of that elite tier. We've seen them just be absolutely crushing. And A.J. Brown is 7,300. Amon Ross, 7,200. And then there's a tiny step down again to go to Michael Pittman at 6,900. Jalen Waddle at 6,800. Mike Williams, 6,700. Keenan Allen is 6,500. So that's kind of the sub-elite tier, if you will, this week. Keenan Allen, of course, we're monitoring his injury, like we said. Then some wide receiver values that I like this week are Christian Kirk at 6,200. He's clearly been a wide receiver one for the Jaguars, but his price has yet to reflect that. T. Higgins at 6,100. He had a very good game in week two. I think he saw 10 targets around the end zone. 6,100 is pretty underpriced, um, $2,000 cheaper than Jamar Chase, who had a quieter week two. Drake London is up to 5,800, but still a very good play. Rashad Bateman's price has also gone up slightly to 5,700. I think he's still a very good play. The, the Patriots um, coverage has not been anything special this year. We saw Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle get pretty good numbers against them. And Rashad Bateman has pretty good target concentration among the wide receivers in that offense. Curtis Samuel is only 5,100 and he's led his team in targets in week one and week two. He's still priced significantly below Terry McLaurin, but it's clear that the team has not used him as a wide receiver too. And Jacoby Myers is only 5,000. He had a 20% target share in week one when he was on the injury report all week and it went up to 38% target share in week two. So Jacoby Myers is definitely Mac Jones's go-to guy. He's only 5,000 on DraftKings this week. And that is it for the value wide receivers, at least right off the bat today. Tight end at DraftKings, we've got Travis Kelsey going at 7,900, Mark Andrews at 6,900, and Darren Waller at 5,800. Some mid-tier values that I like are Dallas Goddard at 4,700. Again, we have yet to see him play in week two, but I think that the Eagles offense is one that we're going to want pieces of, and that's a pretty affordable piece to stack with Jalen Hurts. Gerald Everett is 4,400. He's seen a very encouraging target profile these first two weeks. Zach Ertz is 4,600. He also led his team in targets yesterday. That's that's kind of the theme here with these budget tight ends is just, can we get target volume at an affordable price? Dawson Knox is 4,100. He's someone who the targets weren't there in week one, but we know that he's going to have a role in this offense. They made him the fifth highest paid tight end in the league. Tyler Conklin is 3,800. He had 10 targets yesterday, caught six of those. Um, and he's clearly the tight end one. CJ Uzama didn't play last week. So, you know, whether whether he's back or not, I think Tyler Conklin is a very good play at 3,800. And Hayden Hurst is 3,900. He has seen also um, at least five targets in both games. So those are the value tight ends, I think that you are going to want to be considering playing in your lineups. And the defenses this week are a very interesting proposition 
because there's not really a clear clear cut good defense against bad offense situation i mean the chargers are probably the best one there and they're priced at the highest they're 3900 and the chiefs are priced at 3700 those are they're the ones that are kind of clear favorites and then otherwise i think i'll be targeting either a high variance like high scoring game against questionable quarterbacks or an ugly slow game with two bad quarterbacks um so some examples of that the high variance games like you know you get the vikings defense is 3200 against the lions we don't really know the vikings defense to be particularly good yet this year but the lions and jared goff are probably going to throw the ball a lot expecting them to be playing from behind the eagles 2900 against carson wentz that's interesting because it's a revenge game so you know do the eagles (laughs) especially want to take it out on carson wentz we'll see the bills are 3500 against the dolphins again the bills defense we know to be pretty elite um, but the Dolphins have, have been good. We expect to see a lot of pass attempts in that game. And then the Rams defense, 3,400 against the Cardinals. Same deal. A lot of pass attempts. Kyler Murray is definitely able to make some mistakes here and there. And then just a high scoring game where we're hoping to maybe get a defensive touchdown from one of these. And then there's a f- two games that I want to highlight the defenses from that I think are kind of going to be the uglier slow games with more turnover prone quarterbacks. It's the Saints defense at 3,500 playing against the Panthers. I think the Panthers defense at 2,900 is also in play against Jameis. Um, And the Falcons defense and the Seahawks defense are playing each other. They're only 2,700 each. I think one of those is probably going to find their way into a couple turnovers. So that's, that's the landscape on defenses this week. And as always, I've got a quick um, sample lineup for you guys on DraftKings. And this one is focused around the Cardinals-Rams game as the main stack. I'm using Kyler Murray stacked with Greg Dortch and Zach Ertz in order to afford Cooper Cup. So Kyler Murray, 7,300. Cooper Cup, 9,900. Greg Dortch, 4,300. And Zach Ertz, 4,600. Then I've got a skinny stack of Miles Sanders with Jahan Dotson. Miles Sanders is 5,500 and Dotson is 4,600. And then I rounded this out with three Chiefs. Um, You got the Chiefs defense, of course, who I think is in a favorable situation at 3,700. Jarek McKinnon, who I already mentioned, I like him a lot. He's out-snapped Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this season at 4,500. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, I think is due for a bounce-back game. And I've got him in the flex at 5,500 in this sample lineup. So before we get over to FanDuel, I just want to take a quick moment to shout out Sleeper. They are, of course, one of the sponsors of the show, and you might know them for having the friendliest mobile platform for fantasy football in the industry. They have an absolutely buttery smooth um, UI UX, and then you can customize your league for any settings you can imagine. And then they've just introduced over-unders, which is a secondary player prop betting market where you can you can make bets directly with your league mates on player over unders you can make a big parlay to win up to 15 times what you bet so make sure that you're on sleeper if you're not already we love what they're doing we've transitioned a lot of the patron leagues and a lot of the listener leagues over to sleeper that was a big transition we know that um their their user experience is just so much better and if you sign up now with promo code underworld you will get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars on your over unders so go play some props deposit now and 
and that's promo code underworld for sleeper so shout out to them for sponsoring this show let's get over to fanduel so fanduel again the slate is all the same it's just slightly different prices as we know um so the six elite quarterbacks are definitely going to be heavily heavily in my lineups i think you know we know that on fanduel quarterbacks are worth even more because half ppr results in diminished scoring at all the other positions so josh allen 9000 patrick mahomes 8700 lamar jackson 8600 justin herbert 8200 jalen hurts 8100 and kyler murray 7800 they're all very much in play i think of course assuming health for justin herbert and then tua is 7300 and kirk cousins is 7600 so the values guys that we like aren't even necessarily that much cheaper than the elite quarterbacks so definitely targeting those elite quarterbacks this week on FanDuel over at running back you've got Jonathan Taylor at 9400 Derek Henry at 8800 Austin Eckler at 8700 Christian McCaffrey at 8500 and Dalvin Cook at 8300 I know Christian McCaffrey once again stands out to me as he's the fourth most expensive running back and we know his ceiling is absolutely nuclear but the Panthers really haven't been utilizing him to the extremes that we've seen in years past. So there's definitely not as much upside as we're used to seeing, and hopefully he'll get back to that level. Um, And I think that he's definitely still in a play at 8,500. In this sub-elite tier, you've got Joe Mixon at 8,200, DeAndre Swift at 8,000, Leonard Fournette at 7,200, and Aaron Jones all the way down at 7,000. And there's a couple of notable fades in this price range too. I think that guys that should definitely not be in your player pool this week. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is 7,300 and Cordero Patterson is 7,600. Play either of these guys over Leonard Fournette or Aaron Jones. So I think that unless, you know, they're very fitting in with a game stack you've got going on, I think they're going to be too expensive to play this week. So there's a couple, couple of landmines to avoid there in week three. Um, Some running back values. Once again, Devin Singletary is 6,100. Raheem Mostert is 5,500. And then Eno Benjamin and Daryl Williams are 5,000 and 4,900 each, respectively. They split the work pretty evenly once James Conner was out. So if James Conner is out again this week, I think they stand out to be good values. And then Ramondre Stevenson is 5,400 this week. I really like his value. And he strongly outsnapped um, Damian Harris yesterday and ran 25 routes to Harris's 10. So Ramondre Stevenson is just waiting to explode i think that he's definitely a value that you're going to want to be fitting into your lineups um let's go over to wide receiver we've got cooper cup at 9800 justin jefferson 9500 Devontae adams 8700 jamar chase 8500 tyreek hill 8400 and stefan diggs 8300 just like over at DraftKings, there's a lot of elite receiver options a lot of elite quarterback options this week it's going to be a very fun slate um, just below those highest priced guys, you've got AJ Brown at 8,000, Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800, Jalen Waddell, 7,500, Keenan Allen, 7,500, Michael Pittman, 7,400, and T. Higgins, 7,300. Mike Williams is 7,000, which I think is significantly underpriced. We don't even know if Keenan Allen's going to play, and he's $500 cheaper. So if you know the scenario happens where Keenan Allen doesn't play, Justin Herbert does. Mike Williams is 7,000. I think he's going to be quite chalky. He's going to be in a very good spot. And then once again, there's a really sweet 
value spot on FanDuel. It's between 6,000 and 6,300. You've got Curtis Samuel there at 6,300. Drake London at 6,200. Jacoby Myers at 6,200. Juju Smith-Schuster, 6,100. Garrett Wilson, 6,100. Jahan Dotson, 6,000. And Alan Lazard, 6,000. As well as Devontae Smith at 6,000. Now, Alan Lazard and Devontae Smith, of course, we haven't seen as much from yet this year. Devontae Smith, we're hoping to see more targets tonight and maybe his first reception of the 2022 season. And then Alan Lazard, um, even though it was his first game back, he was still the Packers leader in routes and he found the end zone. So I think that Alan Lazard at 6,000 stands out as a bargain for sure. And then even cheaper, Hunter Renfro was 5,800 this week. Now he went into concussion protocol after yesterday's game on the hit he took that of course led to the game-winning fumble recovery. He apparently was concussed, so we'll keep an eye out on that for Hunter Renfro. Obviously wish him the best, hoping for a quick recovery. And then over at tight end, you've got Travis Kelsey, 7,800. Mark Andrews, 7,700. Darren Waller at 6,400. And then, of course, the biggest story here, in my opinion, is that Travis Kelsey is only $100 more on FanDuel while he's a full $1,000 more on DraftKings. So definitely fit your Kelsey Mahomes stacks in on FanDuel this week. Um, and then once again, the values at tight end that we like. Um, Dallas Goddard is 5,500. Dawson Knox is 5,300. Tyler Conklin and Zach Ertz are not quite as cheap. They're both 5,200. And then Hayden Hurst is 5,100. Kyle Pitts is priced at 5,600. He ran even more routes in week two than he did in week one, but he didn't see as many targets. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of concern with Kyle Pitts right now, but I think he's a pretty pretty confident buy low. So, you know, we're hoping to see some good games from him. And then once again, the defense is, like I said, similar situations. I'll just let you know the salaries here. The Ravens are leading the pack at 5,000 against the Patriots, um, which is, you know, potentially an interesting spot, but I don't know if it's worth paying all the way up for the top there. Um, The Chargers are priced at 4,500. I already told you why I like them. Same deal with the Rams at 4,200, Chiefs at 4,100. And Eagles at 4,000. And then the Saints, of course, get to getting to play Baker Mayfield this week. And the um, messy Matt Rule offense, they're priced at 4,300. So interesting um, array of options at defense for FanDuel. And the prices in terms of the hierarchy of the defenses is pretty different from DraftKings this week. So a lot of different combinations to mix around between the two sites this week. And then we're going to wrap up this show with a sample lineup for FanDuel. Um, this one, I wanted to build a Josh Allen double stack. So we've got Josh Allen at 9,000, Stefan Diggs at 8,300, and Dawson Knox at 5,300, bringing that back with Jalen Waddle at 7,500. And then for a secondary skinny stack, went with Ramondre Stevenson at 5,400, pair him with Rashad Bateman at 6,800. That game uh, should... You know, probably not be the most high scoring, but we like the spot for both of those players. Bringing in Leonard Fournette at 7,200 as the as another running back. I think, like I said earlier, he's underpriced compared to the monster workload that he's seeing. And then with all that, we're still able to fit Curtis Samuel in the flex. So, you know, like I said, target leader for Washington, and he's in a great spot this week against the Eagles. That game should be pretty high flying. Um, and then bringing it, um, to an end with the Chiefs defense, once again, I think they're in a good spot. The The Colts have been 
an absolute disappointment so far. Like if you would have told me they were going to start 0-1 and 1 with games against the Texans and the Jaguars, I think you can just about write them out of the playoff picture. So I think that's a good spot for the Chiefs defense to create some turnovers. And that will do it for first mover week three. We're getting my brain is still in week two, but um, we'll just give this a sec to see if there are any questions from the chat. Let's see. Okay, we got a question from Cody, who's the deep, deep dart of the week at wide receiver. I think that Nico Collins at 4,000 definitely stands out as a as a deep dart throw. I mean, he's not even, doesn't feel like that deep of a dart throw. We all have been hyping up Nico Collins over the course of the offseason. He saw as many targets as Brandon Cooks yesterday. They both really didn't do much with them. They both had four catches for 50-something yards. But Nico Collins at 4,000 seemed like an absolute steal. Um, Ashton Doolin is priced at 3,900. So that's a that's an exciting play if, if you're a fan of the Podfather. Yeah, I think Nico Collins is definitely the, the green light for you this week at the at the bottom of the salary cap and and with that i think we'll call it a show first mover episode three and we will see you back here on monday next week and we're going to be talking all things dfs for the rest of the season taking the earliest look at all players and thank you for tuning in enjoy the double header tonight i'm excited for these games peace